0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scotland are denied by a dubious late penalty at Hamden As Poland snatch a one all draw There was a first international goal for Kieran Tierney And a debut for Aaron Hickey As well as some vital funds raised And a Gareth Bale inspired Wales win over Austria Means it will be a trip to Cardiff in the final For Stevie Clark's side If they can beat Ukraine I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Kenny Miller And Roger Hanna Yeah plenty of positives for Scotland at Hamden last night Before that dodgy late penalty It's off to Austria now for another friendly on Tuesday night I would think an experimental side For Steve Clark as he tries to take that unbeaten run to 8 games And then fast forward to June Hopefully a semi-final against Ukraine And maybe even as you say A playoff final against Gareth Bale Aaron Ramsey and Wales Brilliant game last night I thought the lads after the initial 20-25 minutes It was friendly like It was low tempo There wasn't much energy in the game I think we really came into it The end of the first half I thought we were pressing on it looked like we could have got a goal Two or three occasions We could have good opportunities In the second half I felt with a lot of control you know, it was a, I felt it was a strong performance based on a really slow start against a good team. Yeah, they were resting a few players, but good performance. And again, the penalty is never a penalty. Then it's denied Steve and his team that seventh straight win, which is disappointing. But seven unbeaten, and it's on to the next games. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have a good moan about that as the show progresses. 01419511025. Pick up the phone, put your point across to Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller. What did you make of the Scotland game last night? Pretty simple question to kick us off I know it was just a friendly But were there positives in there? What did you take away from it? Who impressed you? Who didn't? Was it important to keep that unbeaten run going? What about the penalty uh, that went against us? Anything at all that you took from last night's game? Let us know right now 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB We saw a debut for Aaron Hickey We saw Kieran Tierney score for the first time He's come close on a few occasions Maybe a long time coming uh, so whatever it was that stood out for you Pick up the phone and let us know 0141 Of course, if international football, international friendlies are not your thing You're more than welcome to call up about your team We are about to get back to the title race Just a few more days uh, to take stock of what's going on Then it's back to the madness So if you want to get early thoughts in on that, feel free what about the lower leagues? A fantastic weekend coming up Championship, League 1, League 2 Big games Business end of the season One of the pundits in here Is leaving the studio at 8 o'clock And driving to Peterhead For a game tomorrow And it's not you Roger Hanna No it is not What did we say? 190 miles from Clydebank to <laughs> Balmour <laughs> And you know all those average speed cameras In that road Gordon This could be a long night for you Kenny We're not working That's for sure <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half hours up the road flying <laughs> He doesn't just mean joking, that by the way yeah, yeah, if, if anyone's listening three and a half hours yeah. yeah it'll be very safe But seriously Roger Yeah it's a, it's a big weekend Coming up as well I'm sure lots of people Will get in touch about Scotland But there's enough it's To a keep big us going on The domestic front In all the divisions I wouldn't mind hearing tonight From Partick Thistle fans Because in the last mm. few days Thistle have played three teams In the bottom half of the championship The aggregate score is 2-10 they now go to Kilmarnock tomorrow and they, even if Ian McCollum's given up hopes of the title, they need to get back on the road um, with a result because there'll be playoffs coming up 
and they need to show the sort of form they were showing just a few weeks ago in League One. Obviously, the game of the day is in Peterhead. Mm, Peterhead yeah. against Falkirk, but there's also that little matter of second against first Airdrie against Cove Rangers. Cove looked as if they were scorching away with that league. If Airdrie win tomorrow, it's down to two points, Gordon. And of course, Kelty Hearts, Kevin Thompson, they could. Win League 2 tomorrow If Annan lose against Albion Rovers Kelty beat Stenhouse Muir Last season's Lowland League champions Will be this season's League 2 champions And the beauty of it is Partick Thistle fans If you do want to phone This is why we keep Kenny Miller around Whatever team comes up He's played for them That's, that's pretty much the, the rule In fact that would be the last team you played for Wasn't it? That absolutely so was yes. the boots. It was yeah Maybe see you again next season You never know 01419511025 Get your calls in And put your points across to Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller You've got to make it A good night for Kenny You've got to keep him awake Because he's got this Drive to Peterhead Coming after the show So we'll do what we can uh, To keep him company Before he disappears Let's hear from Stevie Clark then To put you in the mood uh, He says there were A lot of positives to take From last night's performance He felt the penalty decision uh, Could have gone a different way And he admits the players Were hurting After that late equaliser That was good It was a good performance uh, yeah. A lot of good possession, some decent chances in the first half, maybe not so many in the second half, but a lot of good. We got, we got ourselves in a lot of good positions. I think if you're talking soft penalties, John McGinn could have got one before the the Polish one would have made it two 0 would have been game over. Uh, so a lot, a lot of good things. It would have been much better to be sitting here saying one 0 another clean sheet, seven wins in a row, but six wins in the draws keeps the unbeaten run going, keeps the momentum. Of course they're disappointed. We want to win. They're out there representing their country. They know they're on a good run. They want to try and make another little bit of history. Seven seven wins in a row would have been fantastic. Got another game on Tuesday night in Vienna and they want to go there and get back on the, the, the winning run again. So now they're, they're disappointed to, to not win that game. And I think we did enough and probably deserve to win the game anyway. But we move on. Let's move on to the phones. John is in Canvas Lang. What did you take away from last night, John? Uh, evening, uh, Roger, Gordon and Kenny. Hello, John. Uh, before I start, can I just wish my big mate, Big Baz, a happy 40th of day. He's a big Scotland fan as well. So Happy just, birthday, Baz. Happy birthday, Baz. Uh, I just feel this could be our golden generation of players just now. Uh, look at our midfield, it's strong. Our defence is strong. Uh, Striking-wise, I mean, you think London Dykes wasn't there last night. Even our captain wasn't playing last night. And, well, McGinn was the captain. But in general, I just feel it's exciting to watch Scotland again. I mean, Steve Clark's known for being quite a pragmatic manager, but he's letting letting their players play, express themselves on the field. And, it's. I mean, a couple of years ago, you, you probably couldn't even sell it half a Hamden but that was a friend the last night that was nearly enough I sell it it's exciting to watch Scotland again and I'm I'm actually buzzing for Scotland games again it's just really really good to watch Scotland and the Billy Gilmores the Patterson's it's just I mean take Craig Gordon who's like 36, 37 or they play 30 and under it's really good to watch and it's good to be a Scotland fan Words you just n- never used to hear on this phone line for for many many years, Roger Hanna. And do you know what? He might even be right. Yeah, and listen, it's two pronged. It, it sounds odd to listen to a Scotland manager. You heard the audio from Steve Clark there, and he's even frustrated because they hadn't won seven in a row. They'd only won six and drawn one. Um, quite an incredible run they've had. And I think you know John talks about being excited. I, I think qualifying for the Euros last year, sort of. Re-engaged the national team With a lot of their support I think You know if you, if you don't get to a major finals In 23 years 
you know, people are going to get dispirited. They're going to stop going to games. They're going to lose interest in the national team. But as soon as there's that wee bit of success, as soon as you see a team get into a finals, you remember that night. You'll always remember that night in Belgrade. David Marshall, Ryan Christie scoring the goal, the penalty saving, the shootout. That got a whole nation on its feet again. And subsequent to that, although the finals themselves were disappointing, subsequent to that, this run of results Scotland have had under Steve Clark has got the support engaged again. As John says, huge crowd last night at Hamden. Um, and there's big games in the horizon. A semi-final, a final, hopefully in the summer. And you never know, we could be in Qatar come November. Kenny, it, I feel like John is is on to something. That it just feels a bit different at the moment. Look, last night was a one-all friendly draw against Poland, right? So there's clearly no need to get over the score about it Yet everyone does Kind of feel positive about it And it was good And the ticket sales Speak for themselves And we've got a squad Full of players That are likeable And are playing at a good level It, it just seems to be In a good place Doesn't it? I think so And it's when what it is, is I mean I've said now For well over a year I like the way The team looks You know And it's It's not just the shape It's the personnel Within that shape it's the options <clears throat> You say when you look at our bench I mean, I've just wrote down players That never played last night Midfielders You've got Armstrong, McLean, Jack, Ferguson Centre-back Suter, Henry Halkett You've got Dykes, Brown Ross Stewart Who's been doing great For Sunderland You've got Kelly, Clark Big Marshy injured You know These are all guys That aren't playing mm-hmm. You know and It's a, such a strong squad They're in a really Really good place At the moment uh, and, and, and again I really like the midfield I think we're we're, we're so strong There's creativity There's work ethic I mean to see we Billy Running back 70 yards <sighs> And walking that? that one on the line You like, cheered like a goal it's, 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 Well it's as good as a goal gone. You know it's absolutely As good as a goal You know it was uh, it's, It was sensational You know and, and some of the stuff That we played Against a really good team Was was really really good And we've seen that We've seen that in the qualifiers Again you don't Win six games in a row And it was not as if It's against with the greatest Respect of the lower nations Denmark were in there Austria were in Mm. there Again a a team we could have faced In the the, the playoff final You know so A lot of really really good stuff Last night So much positivity Come from Like you say It's it's, it's not like the Scottish fans It's not like that Kind of mentality I have But we should be positive about this group of players because they have made us believe by obviously ending that long hoodoo and getting to the Euros. And I think that is like, it's the monkey off the back. And you know, mm. it's like the like the reins are off now and we're, we're looking forward as a whole nation, as a group of players and staff looking towards Qatar in this World Cup. It kind of speaks volumes, John, doesn't it? When the team's got many people enjoying friendlies that we don't even win. I mean, that, that maybe, I think that, that says quite a lot for the feel-good factor at the moment. Oh, definitely. I mean, obviously we know it wasn't a penalty, but just the way the team played the whole game, and uh, it's as I say, it was good to see Parson getting a game. I don't know what's happening to Goodison, but if he, I remember when Alan Hutton wasn't getting a game for his uh, club team, and he was still getting picked for Scotland, and they were like, it's doing Parson, he'd be the same, but it was just a real good, uh, good factor to watch, and I just loved the positivity of the players and you watched John McGinnji on the game and he was chasing everything. This is a friendly. He was chasing things down and it was harrowing players and he's just what a great player and as you say, Kenny was saying on midfield, he's absolutely phenomenal. Now. He's, the ones that only getting in would probably walk into a Scotland team for a few years ago but oh, it's just great to be a Scotland fan again and even Tuesday it's a friendly game but I'll be buzzing to watch it and Hopefully, get a, just play well, get a result, and just keep the momentum going. And come June, I mean, the players that are coming back, it's, it's, it's it'd be hard to get into the team, Scotland team yeah. now. Where 
years ago it used to pick itself, but absolutely brilliant to watch Scotland do. And I'm a proud Scot, and I've always watched Scotland all the years. And I was at 97 when we qualified for World Cup at uh, Parkhead. We won 2 0, and I didn't think I'd have to wait all these years again to qualify for our World Cup. But I've got a feeling, I've just got that wee feeling now that we're going to do it. I'll tell you what, I love John's positivity. What a way to. To start the show And um, Roger For most weeks out of the year This show exists on Fans of Glasgow's Big 2 Phoning up to say Well if refereeing decisions Had gone our way We'd be We'd be top of the league So I think Since it's Scotland We can all be biased together But we just say We won that last night Because it's the last kick of the ball There's not Anyone on this planet Who's having that as a penalty I think we just We just chalk it down as a win And move on Does that seem fair? Yeah it seems fair to me Yeah we'll take the 1-0 win 7 in a row Bad decision wasn't it? Agree, yeah. We'll move on, yep. Seven in a row, one nil one. And it's a and it's a winning goal for Kieran T. I think that's why he was animated at the end of the game. Yeah, he was His raging, first goal, wasn't he? he never even celebrated that much. Mm. He looked really calm and composed, but he was raging at the end that it wasn't a winning goal. Seemed to have been given against Grant Hanley, is my understanding. I thought oh, it was really rather than Craig Gordon. Yeah, yeah. The referee seems to have explained after the game. And that does was... that change anything for you as far as the no, no, well, you change, know what? It changes you know, nothing whatsoever for me. No, it, it changes nothing. But what it also is, you go on and you have a look at what's going on, and you see he's no touched him. So you know you need to find another something reason else. why you've actually gave the penalty. You know, because there's no doubt it was mm. given based on the keeper coming rushing out. I don't care what anybody says. It was given for that for Craig going thinking there's any kind of contact. Because if there was, mm. there might have been justification for it. But. No, I'm not having it At full time I felt it was quite easy Yeah, do you know what? Who cares, right? Fine, bad decision, friendly And then as the night wore on It just started to annoy me more Thinking of Can you imagine that happens In a, a crucial game? Now of course There yeah. might be there might be VAR But last night was supposed to be The big night It was supposed to be Ukraine It was supposed to be for a place I, I don't think I'm emotionally ready To well, miss out on the World the, Cup For a, dis, for a it, decision like had that Had it been Ukraine in the playoff There would have been VA And right, Hamden last night So And it would have It definitely wouldn't have stood I don't think Good That's fine Just, just calm me Just, just so just I'm just so interesting Would VA have looked At John McGinn's And think Well you know what There is contact Yes he never was went a penalty? down If he goes down I think the referee's well, Got well, a decision then. to make And based on what we've seen Half an hour later mm. I think he would have gave it You know Because I still think It was it would have been soft Because there's minimal contact I think he actually His touch is just a little bit heavy And that's when he kind of thinks Oh I need to go down now Because I've overran it You know Because had his touch been right With the contact He could have just slotted that in the goal But His contact And based on The decision Like I said Half an hour later If that If he went down And gave the referee The decision to make I think he gives it Every and, now and then Roger One of those decisions Crops up They crop up every couple of months Which reignites the debate of should you go down And if the answer is no Then at what point Are referees going to start Giving decisions When players don't go down To then encourage them To yeah, to stay on their feet Listen John McGinn was penalised For honesty I think you know he's, as Steve Clark said In that audio Quite easily I've given a penalty For John McGinn There was contact He tried to stay on his feet The ball dribbled behind For a goal kick uh, I think if he'd gone down He would have got a penalty kick But tonight When you go home In the late hours If you worry again yeah, I'm worried And you're yet. concerned about 1-0 or 1-1 one, mm-hmm. one. Just remember it could be worse We could be Italy That is true by the way What about that I, I, As much as I like to think Everyone in Europe's talking about Our great one all draw with Poland I don't quite think that's the case I think there was a certain other result That sent shockwaves 35 efforts on target I think it's not, sorry, 35 efforts on goal However many hit the target mm. And they lose to a 92nd minute goal Terrific goal by North Macedonia Who now take on Cristiano Ronaldo and Portugal 
What a route that is to get to a World Cup Is there an equivalent of Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard in North Macedonia? Can we find out? Maybe give them a call and see how they're feeling this afternoon I bet they'll be Skopje Scoreboard uh, Something like that We need to find the river wouldn't you? It's not just the city Come on think about it Roger yeah, right, I'll, I'll give you the next couple of minutes to come up with that Thank you John and Canvas Lang We're going to speak to Ken on the line very soon Let me run this past you first though Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals Right I know it's the international break But this is in full swing We're in serious cash now in Golden Goals We've at least 19 games left For Celtic and Rangers to score more goals And increase the cash Total Every time they score No matter the competition We throw at least £250 Into the pot And one of you Lucky lot Will win it at the end Of the season So that includes Scottish Cup European ties League business as well We're already At £20,750 And it could be All yours tax free With one simple text I know you've got Until the end of the season But don't be that guy That misses out Because you haven't bothered To text and you forget about it So to win Text GOAL To 61025 That's G-O-A-L to 61025 It's £2 to text Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only And the full terms And online entry Are at Clyde1.com Lines close 6pm Saturday 21st of May So for your chance To be the winner Text GOAL To 61025 right now And we'll speak to Ken On the line next You are the voice Of Scottish football Call 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller is here Roger Hanna is alongside him And they're both waiting for you to get in touch So it's 01419511025 If you fancy looking back on Scotland's game last night What stood out for you And if you'd rather change topic and go on to the domestic stuff You are more than welcome to do that as well Ken is on the line What was your main takeaway from last night Ken? Uh, first of all Good evening Gordon, uh, Roger and Kenny Hope you are all well Hi Ken um, I thoroughly enjoyed the game last night Both both teams gave a fantastic game However what I'm going to say is Is that I felt that the draw was The best outcome It wasn't about Scotland And it wasn't about Poland last night Last night was about the children of Ukraine um, Getting in trace 500 Sorry I'm a bit Thinking about Ukraine It's getting me a wee bit Going here Raising up with £500,000 for the UNICEF for a charity to help the children that have been displaced because of what's going on in Ukraine. And I think they should be applauded for what's happened last night on that front. And as I said, it wasn't about Scotland or Poland last night. It was about the children of Ukraine. Yeah, you make a fair point. There's me moaning about a penalty awarded Roger Hanna. The game was to, to raise money for UNICEF's emergency uh, appeal. £10 from every ticket, almost 40000 even me with my limited arithmetic can tell you that's a good amount of money and good to see football being able to come together and try and, and make you know even a small difference. Yeah, and, and listen, this is a football show. We like to go on about the importance of football, but some things are more important than football. And the emergency relief effort and the humanitarian effort for Ukraine is much more important than football. And it was great to see so many people at Hamden. It was great to see such a, an enormous sum of money Raised for UNICEF last night To help the displaced children from Ukraine um, I believe similar events are taking place at Wembley Tomorrow when England plays Switzerland And some other international games around and about The more money they can go to help the children The better And I think everyone who was there last night Everyone who donated Everyone who's helped in any way Should be applauded Yeah I mean Kenny 
you, you've you seen them all You've seen the, the sellouts You've seen the ones when Hamden's rocking And I'm sure you've seen many times when Actually for competitive games We got nowhere near the 40,000 um, We mentioned it on last night's show Just before lockdown when we played Israel And it was competitive I think it was 19,000 So to do 40,000 at 10 days notice or whatever it was It was an incredible effort from the fans last night It was Roger says that Football brings brings people together When there's a cause out with Like you say just a result Or, or three points You know I think you find football fans All over the world pull together You know and you've seen that last night With the, with the turnout of the fans You know there's no doubt that it was, it was because of the cause You know it's, it's what the, the game represented And the opportunity to help So yeah it's, it's great to see the fans turn out I mean like you say there has been so many games over the years That have not received that type of crowd So all credit to everybody who turned up Yeah I mean Ken you're right That, that was a, a very important part of the evening and, and I'm glad it went well What about the football match itself? What did you make of it? Well uh, you know before the game started When I was listening to the programme I actually thought we were going to get humped. I'll be honest with you. And but Nathan Parson was absolutely fantastic. Can't believe he's not getting a game down at Everton. And the guys that came in, you know, even the subs that came on, they, they did put on a good show. They gave everything for it. They were so unlucky with that penalty at the end. And going forward, we can only we can only think positive because it was positive. Game last night There wasn't many negatives I found in it at all last night Yeah I think earlier on It was In the year It was all very much like This nation was sticking up For Billy Gilmore And telling English club football To sort itself out And play Billy Gilmore Are we going to have to Launch a similar campaign For Nathan Patterson He can't be the fifth Best right back at Everton On last night's display Can he? I don't think we'll need To launch a campaign I think Nathan took it Into his own hands Last night And launched his own campaign Um, I've seen Everton A few times In TV In the last few weeks And if Nathan Patterson Can't get into that team Then there's something Far wrong there Because I, I was surprised I agree with Ken He performed far better Last night than I was expecting him to Simply because he hasn't played a lot of club football this season But I thought he showed he is Scotland's first choice right wing back um, Very unfortunate not to score after that Great run wasn't it Terrific run in the first half And he has nailed And even as a young man who's not playing a lot of club football He's nailed into that squad now What did you make of him last night Kenny? I thought he was outstanding again But it is. Whether he's playing or he's not playing, because the same thing was with Rangers. He, he couldn't, he couldn't oust yeah. Tav out the team. You he's know? playing even less now, though, isn't he? Yeah, Forty-five he has, minutes he's, since he's he went getting, there. He's not getting the same type of game time as, as he was uh, up here in Scotland. But as a different level, you know, I'd have to agree. If they've got three or four better right backs than Nathan Parson, then you're doing a good thing. You know, you must be onto a good thing, which it doesn't really look that way ever in the moment. But uh, again, when you get that move, it is a step up, a big step up, and you don't need just to show up. You need to show it every single day Clearly it's maybe not quite went that way as yet But when he turns up for, for Scotland He's been superb He's definitely made that role his own You know and that's not being disrespectful to anybody else who Who's looking to get that shirt off his back But it just suits him mm-hmm. You know it's something I said earlier on the show The team and the personnel The way we play It just suits what we've got at the moment The word or the phrase good fits used a lot in football yeah. And for me I think with the players we've got The way we're playing uh, the system that we play uh, is just a brilliant fit for pretty much everybody's involved. And one of the positives in among all that, you have to take your hat off to Steve Clark because a lot of Steve Clark's success at club level was built on a four-four-two. You know, if you looked at the side, even laterally at Kilmarnock, he had a flat back four, he had Power and Dicker, 
had Burke and McKenzie either side and a couple of strikers. And in the early games at Scotland, there was a lot of games where it was 4-4-2 or 4-4-1-1 or something yep. like that. And he's acknowledged what you're saying, Kenny, that the players mm. he has are more suited to a different system. And he shaped them into that different system, not without controversy. People didn't like Kieran Tierney at that left wing back, sorry, left centre back role. People didn't like McTominay yeah. at the right centre back role. And you, you don't People, hear much about that anymore, do you? You don't, because they've gone in there, they've been coached properly, and they look as if, as Kenny says, they all mm. fit in those roles in the team. Do you think that's important, Kenny? Because this is this won't be exclusive to Scotland, this debate. This will be international football the world over since the dawn of time. How much do you play the players in form right th- at that moment? Or, or, or how much do you look to build something, build some continuity, build some... You know, have the situation where guys are coming along and, and getting more caps and getting more experience. If you were to truly play the players in form, you might you might chop and change every single international break. And I don't think that sounds like it's it's a good idea. Albeit playing players in form is something that you hear used all the time. Is it important that when Nathan Patterson turns up, it, it's it's an acceptable option for Stevie Clark to play him and and be vindicated to look at his performance in an ideal world. Every single one of your players Your 24 man squad Is going to be playing Every single week And playing well And then you can come in And pick whoever you want to pick Unfortunately it doesn't work like that You know football doesn't work like that Yes there's one argument Yeah you've got to play the guys That are playing Or he's not getting game time But wait a minute The guys who have played the games mm-hmm. Have actually played And performed really really well For Scotland They know the roles They know the jobs yeah. And it's, they've not let anybody down They're actually excelling It's not as if they're just Turning up and doing alright they're actually excelling within the system. And, you know, and, and and again, the relationships are getting built all over the field because coaches and managers will tell you it's not about the systems. You know, the system's a platform to go and play. You know, it's about coaches getting the right detailing and coaching them. And like, like Roger says, they are drilled. But it's about players. Mm-hmm. When they cross that white line, they need to perform. They need to carry out the jobs to the letter and they need to make good decisions. At the moment, we're seeing a lot of that happening in the Scotland team with each player that plays. And is that then testament to someone like Nathan Patterson last night, Roger, because it would have been understandable if he'd turned up not feeling great about himself and not brimming full of confidence yet he's in front of 40,000 at Hamden and you would think he'd been you, playing every week? You, you, you might think, you might find coming away with Scotland has been a relief to Nathan Patterson. You might find that he's been down there and he's been frustrated. He's been stuck in the Everton under-23s. He's played 45 minutes of club football this year. So coming away with Scotland, seeing familiar faces, joining guys that he's won the previous six games with, that might just lift him. And certainly the look of his performance last night. It will lift him. It'll energise him. You've only got to look at the opposition that we potentially could be facing in Gareth Bale. Some players love, well, most players love representing their country. And you know, if you're not getting a game, like... Now you've got a chance of getting a game of yeah. football, you know. So you're going away, you're meeting up with the lads, like you said, Roger, guys that you're familiar with, guys that you enjoy spending time with and playing with. Is he's energised by coming away with Scotland? So I'm not surprised when you see these types of things. Like again, it goes against the grain. All you need to be playing at your club to get a game for the international team, and generally that is true. But it's not written in stone or black and white that it needs to be a certain yeah. way. You know, we've found a really good way of playing. We've got really good players within it. We've got a really good manager. Let's just enjoy what we're seeing at the moment And do you spot parallels? I get the obvious difference Because Alan Hutton had the career behind them If you like Whereas Nathan Patterson's embarking on it But you must have seen that up hand Times when Alan Hutton wasn't playing club football And then just came straight in 
to Scotland and same position of course there are parallels aren't there no there are and you know Alan Hutton was a Rolls Royce up and down that right flank and you're starting to see and you're right he did have the career to back up and he had the games to suggest and the evidence was there to say I'm the number one right back in this in this country so I deserve to be playing yes I might not be getting the minutes I want at my club but I've done it and I've been over the course and distance Nathan's not got that you know but what we are seeing now is starting to for me it becomes undroppable you know if he's like he's not playing at the moment so, but if he continues to play and perform the way that he's been playing for Scotland when he's not getting minutes, I mean, what is it going to be like when he actually does get game time, you know, and he does get a little bit more experience and that career that we've talked about with Alan Hahn, he does start to get that behind him. You know, we've got a wonderful player. We knew that. We've talked about him for over a year now. Should he be playing for Rangers? Should he, is he going to move on? Well, he has moved on now and he's in the same situation pretty much as he was at Rangers. He can't force his way into Everton's first team the same way that he couldn't displace Tav in the Rangers team. But when he turns up for Scotland last night, it was sensational. It's a good point, Ken. You've got them going. Thank you very much to Ken and Canvas Lang. Let's bring in Connor, who's a Rangers fan in Cumbernauld. Obviously got Scotland on his mind though. Connor, what did you make of it? Hey, hi guys. First of all, just good evening. Hope you're all doing really well. Thank you very hi, much. Connor. Same to you. Um, yeah, I was at the game last night and uh, I just wanted to say I thought it was brilliant the way that Scotland dominated possession and just the way that they played. was It was world-class football. I think the Scotland squad have come quite Quite far in recent years And just yeah Last night they were on Full effect It was brilliant It seems to be like a real sort of Comfort Within games Roger Whether that comes with Well Firstly They're they're good players But that That consistency That continuity that we mentioned Just seemed to Just seemed to be No fuss at the moment I think a lot of it comes with experience If you can go back to the Euros Remember The definitive game in the Euros Losing at Hamden against Croatia Remember the manager speaking after the game and looking at the number of caps the Croatian players yeah. had, I think Modric was at something like 115, and they had Kovacic, and they had... Were we not the Perisic lowest capped nation at the tournament? We, I think we were. We were. Very inexperienced at that level. And Steve Clark has more or less stuck you know, with the core of that squad. And that's now, what, another year down the line. We've played maybe another eight internationals, seven internationals since then. We could theoretically have... Six games in June, a couple of games in September, a couple of games of October. You'd love to think you'd six, you know, six games in November or December, but these players could get another ten caps between now mm. and the end of the calendar year, and it's all helping. I think both Kenny McLean and Stephen O'Donnell got silver medals they last did, night yep. for twenty-five caps. They've gained a whole heap of experience compared to where they were a year ago, and I think the comfort you speak about and the ball and and the way they knock it about, as Connor was talking about, it comes with. Just getting used to each other Getting used to the system Playing together Experiencing different situations In international football Remember the defeat in Denmark At the start of the year? It was a very chastening experience For 45 minutes But You know They've survived that They've come through it They've got themselves into the playoffs They beat Denmark To avenge that They just look better With each passing game Mm. Yeah Kenny Is there a bit of an identity There now? Is that Is that something that the fans are, Are buying into? I think so Again, and that comes, like Roger says, it comes with playing together. It comes with continuity and, and stability, something you touched on there, Gordon. I think that is, that's key for any team, to be honest with you. Not just, not just Scotland or national teams, for any club. You need to have stability, you need to have continuity and, and start building towards something. You can't just keep 
moving forward a few steps or two steps forward and three steps back with a change of manager or, or, or continually changing the players we've now found it and you know it's every credit to, to Steve and his staff you know because they have found a way to get in certain players in the team you know which was always the question of getting Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson personally I think finding McTominay in at the centre back area I, th- I think it's been a master stroke as well I, l- I love the fact that you've got a, a listen you need to have certain physical attributes and obviously technical attributes to play it but Scott McTominay fits the ball. You know, Kieran Tierney on the other side, I've always liked full-backs in these side positions as well because when Robertson's marauding up and down that left flank, Kieran Tierney can easily just mm. cover him. You know, he's more than comfortable there. But we've actually taken it a step further. You've got Tierney overlapping yeah. Robertson and Robertson just dropping in because he recognises this guy's good. Just as good as me going forward. Just as good. So we can easily flip-flop positions. You know, it's, there's a real flexibility within the team as well. Last night, I loved how aggressive they were. One of the at the end of the first half, we had them penned in. They were penned in, and they, like came out to the edge of the box, and Billy and Nathan Patterson gets a shot. Then it comes out, and Billy Gilmore gets a shot. Then it comes beyond them, and the centre backs are front foot, winning the ball, sending it back into the box. You know, it was a really, really strong performance last. Like I said after the first twenty minutes or so, where it had a a real friendly feeling to it. I think we really came in and yeah, I think Steve Clark's right. We probably did deserve to win the game. Is that something that pleased you, Connor? That I mean, I'm not saying it was complete domination, but as Kenny says, you know, times when large parts of the game doing things on, on our terms yeah it was brilliant to watch I think you know Scotland had an awful lot of the ball so to sit there and watch how they controlled the game and the way they played it was fantastic and for me I was sitting right behind the, the goal that um, Poland were shooting into in the first half and I watched Billy Gilmore make that clearance off the line and for him to, to read it like that and and be on that line to, to make the clearance was, was huge um, I think everybody played really well like like Kenny was saying, just the, the team gelled last night. And, and you know what? This was a friendly. It wasn't even like a competitive match. But the squad were on fire. So looking forward to seeing them in more of the qualifiers. Absolutely. Roger Hanna, it's, that's the, the, the strange thing. We go back to John, the first caller. Looking forward to Scotland games. I'm not yeah. saying it'll ever. I know for some people it'll never take over domestic stuff and it doesn't have to. Um, but people used to dread them. And now... Now that's not quite the case No it isn't And it'll be interesting to see What the manager does On Tuesday night in Vienna Because I think he will make changes At a difficult time of year I think a lot of club managers Will be anxious that their players Don't start both of the international games Um, There's guys like Callum McGregor Greg Taylor Who have things to do When they come back They might come out of the team There are guys like Kieran Tierney who's, Who's chasing a Champions League Place with Arsenal Scott McTominay Chasing a Champions League Place with Manchester United So uh, we've got a great run We've had six wins and a draw A really good performance last night at times And for once It wouldn't bother me too much If we go to Vienna on Tuesday night And he does feel more of an experimental the guys who were in the bench the other night you know, the, not, not just the guys who would be debutants But Brian Jack Kenny McLean Stuart Armstrong you know, Give Jacob Brown a start After a couple of appearances off the bench Jack Henry be Interesting to see We were talking off air before the game Kenny was suggesting a half each for Liam Kelly and Xander Clark because the day is going to come when Scotland rely on Liam Kelly yeah. and Xander Clark. So why not use this game mm. to, to blood them? Connor, it was nice to hear from you. Always like to hear from an eyewitness at the game. Thanks for getting in touch. That was Connor in Cumbernauld. And if you want to join in, now is the time to do so. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here. It's 0141-951-1025. Or it is Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, we 
Have been hearing from the likes of Stevie Clark The last caller brought up uh, Nathan Patterson Let me just quickly give you Stevie Clark's thoughts on that Before we take a call from Paul on the line This is what the manager had to say About the limited game time at Everton If you're working well in a Premier League football club An English Premier League football club Your, your fitness levels are going to be decent You're going to be able to play minutes on the pitch And I think Nathan showed that tonight He just started stretching a little bit on the pitch And I decided that it's better to be safe and, and take him off But he was excellent I don't think it was a surprise to see the early signs of cramp setting in, Kenny. That's natural, isn't it? Well, when you're playing in that position for a young man, again, it's, it's just he could have been playing every week and still got that, you know, issue because uh, you're asked to play that role and it's and you're up and down so much. You, you just need to give energy. You need to be that outlet on that on that right flank, and he done it great, you know. So it was no surprise to see him. I mean, he might have been taking him off anyway, but uh, yeah, great. I mean, that's just a wonderful performance. Uh, uh, from Nathan As it was I think one of the callers Was at the corner of the last one Says to a man I think Scotland played yeah. played So I mean You're hard, hard pressed To actually pick one out To actually say This is how like, A man mm-hmm. in the match For instance But I think uh, Again they're just Turning up now There is that Consistency of performance now Each time Scotland Turn up You know what you're Going to get You know And that's something as a, as a manager I'm sure Steve's so happy with That he knows When he turns up He's getting that Bare minimum He's getting that 7 out of 10 more often than not at the moment We're getting more like eights and nines Absolutely And in fact I think Paul and Cardonald's got another name He wants to mention That's not been brought up yet Paul, take it away Hi Gordon, how you doing? Good, Roger. You. Good. Kenny, how you doing? Hi Paul Oh good Paul uh, My point was I'm a Rangers man through and through But I thought Greg Taylor was outstanding I thought the boy got him doing well oh, like, to, 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 to replace a boy like Robertson's boots I thought the boy played well He's a, he's a good player Paul And I think what benefits him in Scotland is Steve Clark knows him so well from their days together at Kilmarnock. It's a bit like you know, a bit like Stephen O'Donnell on the other side. If you remember a lot of the success that Steve Clark had at Kilmarnock, were with O'Donnell and Taylor as his two fullbacks. And T- Taylor's gone on to Celtic. He's not had the flying start that some players have at Celtic. I actually like like him. I think he's a decent player. I think he's a good player, and I think he'll get better the longer he works under Ange Postecoglou, the longer he works under Steve Clark. And I agree with you. I thought he stepped in well. And the best thing you can be said about Greg Taylor's performance for 66 minutes or whatever it was last night, Paul, was nobody in the show is saying we missed Andy Robertson. Yeah, as, as Paul quite rightly says, it's the biggest boots to fill in terms of our squad and, and what players have achieved. We, we know what the captain's done in his story. So for for Greg Taylor to have to get and do that role, and he did it well, didn't he? It did. I mean, he's, he's not like you say. He's not Andy Robertson, so he's going to he's going to have to play the role the way Greg Taylor can play it. You know, he's not going to get forward at, at, at the pace that Andy is. He's not going to give you the same one the other side as what Nathan Parson is. But what he does is he's, he's high on confidence now that he seemed to have nailed that left back slot at Celtic. You know, and it does take players time to settle in when they move in. They get these big moves to old firm clubs, some smaller clubs. So it's uh, he's had a wonderful start to the season, and he is again. Mm. Different for Nathan Parson The fact that He has built up confidence He has had good form And now he's had to fill in For the captain who was missing And he's and he done great Because he's, he's played his part To a big performance last night And will that be a slightly different Role because You know There's, there's left back Then there's left wing back And of course This season at Celtic He's a an inverted full back So actually for Greg Taylor I'm, I'm trying to think I'm sure he will have done it before But he, he can't have played you know, in the, the, the three five that many times, can he? I, I would think when again when you're talking about Steve Clark's Kamarnock team, Greg Taylor probably had John Jones in front of him that yep. he could just feed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more of a feeding and supporting role for, for Greg when you've got a player like that in front of you. Uh, when you're a wing back, you're pretty much out there. You are the width, you're out there on your own on that side of the pitch. And saying that, 
You do have great energy from the middle areas. John McGinn makes so many forward runs. Ryan Christie's playing ahead of you on your side. You've got Callum McGregor who gets into these positions as well. I mean, if you think at the that wee stramash it was at the end of the, the first half that we'd already talked about, it led to three or four shots on goal uh, and some really, really good play. It was it was Callum McGregor who made the run and he puts the cross in. I think Greg Taylor was somebody that actually ran into the front post. You know, so it's a different role, completely different to what he's asked to do at his club. But uh, again, good players adapt to situations, and again, that's what that's what Greg done last night. Mm. And he, he said he played his part in a really, really strong performance. And like you say, we're not moaning about how much we missed Andy Robertson maybe going forward and the and the attacking threat that he can give. What else stood out for you last night, Paul? Was that sorry? What else stood out for you? No, I was going to I was going to ask you a thing. I don't know if you spoke about it. I was going to ask about the penalty decision because I just thought that was. I just can't see how that's a penalty They both agree with you Paul Don't worry about that Roger The great turn of phrase Been a manager at the full time whistle It was a, a penalty It's given in friendly games In other <laughs> words it? Never a penalty Yeah I'm not sure they even give it In a friendly Kenny I don't nah, know the difference nah, that makes listen, It shouldn't have been given it's, There's no doubt about that And again Even if, there's, if the referee goes away And has a look at it And thinks right Okay Hanley does Kind of half nudge him The players bought the, the penalty it, it, Throws his body around And he gives it the old turning one To think he's been pulled Or he's been caught And mm. it's unbalanced him But he's been clever You know he's bought it in, in, in the ref warrant There we go Paul We're all in agreement for once going to say, Sorry to interrupt them What I was going to say is I, I could have cost us a place In the, what, the World Cup no, I mean. See Paul's a, Paul's a fatalist like me Roger <laughs> Hanna That's the type of thing That's keeping me Re- up at night Relax Paul If it had been a Proper competitive semi-final We would have VAR You're always telling me That VAR still gets them the wrong I'm the same I think it's no, still Could have gone No 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 I'm a fan of VAR Anything that can help The officials mm-hmm. Get the decision correct Has to be embraced And I think Not only Would have the decision Been overturned I think Mr Piatek Might have landed himself A yellow card last night I like to think you're right I think generally speaking It's not beyond the realms of VAR's possibility Kenny We've seen it We've seen ones that we've you think are some nailed Some crazy on. decisions that have either not been given Or have been given with VAR Because ultimately it'll come down To someone looking at it And they'll think And it's their opinion How they're interpreting a certain situation so we've seen mistake after mistake, you know. So I do think last night was probably a step too far for even VAR to get wrong, but nothing surprises me. But but I'm going to indulge you, Gordon. Right, I'm going to indulge you. So VAR look at it and they decide the referee's got it right and it is a penalty. Doesn't make any difference because VAR would then have given the John McGinn one earlier on. But no, you know you don't know that though. You don't know that, Roger. You don't. It's each you don't know because Roger. It's Even you don't know. That. I know you know everything, no. but you don't know that. Each situation is an isolation. Get, give one, you've got to give the other. Nonsense. Absolute you nonsense. You sound like the callers on here on a Monday saying, "What's the difference between this tackle and that tackle from 2004?" <laughs> the, the, the difference is. That tonight you've got Kenny Miller and I on a Monday. You've only got Keevans and Halliday. <laughs> you've got a far, far. Loftier level of debate this evening. Yeah, right. One educated opinion. I think you're saying. Yeah. Roger. What have we got? Sixty-nine Scotland caps between us. Yeah. Sounds yeah. yeah you is don't, that the right number? You don't have that on a Monday night. Nah, you do not. Absolutely. You must be. You must be getting worried. Big Craig's catching up. Sixty-five yesterday. Oh, yeah, big man's going over. Well, if that's that, the case, no problem, they'll, they'll, they'll have done you by the summer. Yeah. Well, exactly. They've got what ten games between them and July. <laughs> that's you didn't get that. That's why you're wanting half and half for Liam Kelly. And Xander oh, Clark on Tuesday night right through this all He's going to get past that in June So it doesn't matter who <laughs> plays on Tuesday night <laughs> Thank you to Paul 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Still no winners from the listeners this week on Beat the Pundit. So that, what a way to do it. To, just like last night when Scotland got it snatched away from them at the last minute. Let's see if we can do that to the pundits. We do not want a clean sweep for the pundits this week. 0141 951 1025. Beat the Pundit is next. Kenny Miller or Roger Hanna. Both pretty good to be fair. But I fancy your chances if you're on it tonight. So pick up the phone, get your call in before 7 o'clock and your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller's here and so is Roger Hanna. The Scotland under-21s are about to kick off against Turkey at Tyne Castle. Peter Houston, of course, in charge. Scott Gemmell. Unfortunately has COVID and not available to take the team tonight So we'll keep an eye on that one We'll keep your calls coming in on Scotland A squad in their game last night And if you've something else on your mind You want to talk about your club team Maybe you're a fan of a lower league side And this is your chance to shine The Premiership not in action this weekend Why not pick up the phone and let us know what's going on with your team We'll get to you after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, no pressure, you two. The Pundits have won every single night this week. In fact, you were one of them, Roger Hanna, on yeah, Tuesday. Tony from Motherwell. Tony from Motherwell. Uh, that was quite something. So hopefully we get a, a victory for the listeners this evening. Colin in St George's Cross is carrying the can for the listeners. The hopes of the nation are on your shoulders, Colin. You up to the challenge? No pressure, God, eh? No pressure, none at all. Listen, do you know in, in football managers speak, Colin? They would just say all the pressures on the pundits. You know, there's no pressure on you. This is a free hit. That's what they would say in your newspaper, isn't it, Roger? No such thing as a free hit in football, especially two men of such beat the pundit reputation like yourself and, and Kenny I'll Miller. I'll tell you what: if Kenny Miller loses tonight, three and a half hours in that car to Peter Head just to go over and over it. Oh. oh no, I know. Right, anyway, Heads it will be Roger Hanna minus one. That's definitely oh, getting re- no, no, no. I thought that was abandoned no, after Tuesday. No, that's getting reinstated. It's about to go up to minus two no, after Tuesday. No, you know Tuesday was a debacle. Uh, and tails, it'll be Kenny Miller. He's not quite on that stage yet, but we'll see how he gets Soon. on. And it is tails. It's Kenny Miller up against Colin from St George's Cross. So let me give Kenny some Clyde two to listen to, so that he doesn't know what's going on in here. Colin, put thirty seconds on the clock. You can just answer as many as you can, and if you don't know, pass quickly and move on to the next one. Okay. Thanks very much, Gordon. Let's go. 30 seconds starts now. Who will Scotland face in a friendly this Tuesday? Uh, Austria. Name the most recent player for either Celtic or Rangers to be sent off in an old firm match. Who was the last team Rangers faced in the last 16 of the Champions League in 2006? Valerial. Name any of the three Scottish teams that Gordon Chisholm managed. Who scored both of Wales' goals against Austria last night? Gareth Bale. Alright, let's bring Kenny back. Kenny, can you hear us? I sure can. Same set of questions to you. We'll put 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Who will Scotland now face in a friendly this Tuesday? Austria. Name the most recent player for either Celtic or Rangers to be sent off in an Old Firm game. Pass. Who was the last team Rangers faced in the last 16 of the Champions League in 2006? Leverkusen Name any of the three Scottish teams Gordon Chisholm has managed Yeah 
Who scored both of Wales' goals against Austria last night? Name either side that Owen Coyle has managed before joining Queen's Park today, either Scottish side. Well, Ross County. Oh, just in time. What's the verdict, Colin? I think Kenny's just stole it at the end there with an injury time winner. Mm, we'll There's nothing he, better than an injury time winner, Colin. He did get one more question, yeah, but we're Colin. always good for them, Kenny and my team. are always <laughs> thankful for them, buddy. So thank you for that all through the Cheers, years. Colin. Yeah, Colin's a Partick Thistle fan, in case you couldn't <laughs> tell. Uh, right, who will Scotland now face on Tuesday is Austria. You both got it, one each. Uh, the most recent player for either Celtic or Rangers to be sent off in an old firm, Roger? Callum McGregor Callum McGregor or Alfredo Morelos oh, So none of you got that it one. The last team that Rangers faced In the last 16 of the Champions League in 06 Was Villarreal Colin got that That ah, was a great shout I thought Would you have got that one Roger? Yeah I was yeah. fortunate enough to be there Great yeah, that game was, That was a great shout Name any of three Scottish teams That Gordon Chisholm's managed Dundee United Dundee Or Queen of the South So it's still uh, Colin who's in front I think isn't it Who scored both of Wales goals Gareth Bale you both got that And name either side from Scotland That Owen Coyle managed before joining Queen's Park today Ross County or St Johnson So it wasn't a last minute winner he got Colin But a last minute equaliser oh. Which means we're on to the tiebreaker Now here's the way it works Colin I will read the question I'll get Kenny to give me his answer on paper And I'll then give you the nod To give me your attempt okay Okay thanks Colin the question is this How many goals Have the Scotland men's National team scored Since the year 2000 <laughs> Quick Calculators out Dustin There would have been a few A few uh, Lean years across that period I'm sure How many goals Have the Scotland men's National team scored Since 2000 Kenny Miller Write it down And hold up your paper Please He's been a bit of thought Into this You don't get that long Right okay What's your verdict Colin 132 Okay, okay Colin says 132 Kenny, read out what your answer says 166 166 The answer You're both quite a bit off Is 240 Colin, I am devastated to tell you That he has pipped you on the tiebreaker Hard lines, Colin Better man's one ah, I don't <laughs> yeah. know about that Lucky, no, Colin A lottery Absolutely lucky Yep you're you're too honest just because he played for your team, Colin. You're you're too nice. Thanks that was for a taking good game. part. Good way to game for the end of the week. Good man, that was Cheers Colin St George's Cross. You'll have the sounds blast all the way to Peter Head now. <sighs> Honestly. Why do you want me beat, Gordon? A landslide for the pundits. I don't like it. It ruins my weekend if you win every night in the week. Uh, but there we go. Can't argue with that. Two hundred and forty goals since the year two thousand. So how many's that a year? No, Twenty two years. Yeah. Over ten a year. 11 that's, a year. That's good. Is it? I don't know. How many of them did you contribute? 18. Yeah, well, there we go. Good effort from Colin and Kenny. Well done to Kenny. Right through gritted teeth. Yeah, 01419511025 on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Let's hear a bit from the goal scorer last night briefly. Kieran Tierney, first time he scored for Scotland. I think you could tell by his reaction he was a bit worried that it wasn't going to stand I didn't know if it was VAR so for a minute I was thinking is this onside or offside um, but obviously it's good to get uh, the first goal um, that's me get one own goal and one goal for Scotland now so that's me even uh, it was just a shock and I went to ask or a header so nah, obviously buzzing great ball in by him again and uh, the set piece coach Austin works a lot in that and the manager actually said if I don't score this game or next game I'm going back to the park so luckily there we go I feel like he deserved a Scotland goal Roger Hanna He's just been So good for so long For Scotland And 
He was one of the remaining ones to, to try and get on the score sheet for the first time, and it happened last yeah, night. Yeah, listen, he's just ticking another thing off in his career achievements, if you like. A, a shout out for Austin McPhee as well, the set piece goes. Great delivery by John McGinn. I mean, there's always the goal scorers they get credit, but what a ball it was into the box from the right hand side and then swinger with his left foot by John McGinn. John McGinn, of course, works at Villa day in, day out with Austin McPhee, and it's interesting just watching this under 21 game, still 0 0 after four minutes at Tynecastle. Interesting to see the camera go into the main stand. Steve Clark. John Carver, Stephen Naismith, Chris Woods, Austin McPhee, they're all there to watch the next generation. Yeah, like I said, Kenny, if anyone deserved a goal for performances over the last couple of years, he would be right up there on that list, wouldn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a top, top player, Kieran Tierney. You know, he has been for a young age, breaking through at Celtic. Experienced so much as well for a player so young. You know, so much success. But, you know, he's, he epitomises what... Like to play for Scotland means you know he gets his all in heart on his sleeve, uh, but again just a, he's a wonderful football and you see the fact how easy and how well he does in a, in a different role you know he could easily have maybe down tools thinking you know what I'm just as good in that position as Andy Robertson I would rather be there because that gives me a, an opportunity to show how good I am going forward but you know he gets in he does the job he's played right back as well. You know, he's played right back for Scotland. He's been asked to do so many different roles in different positions. But as soon as whatever he's asked to do, he goes and does it. And he does it so, so well. You know, a wonderful footballer. And I was delighted for him to get his goal last night. Let's bring in Andy in Royston and see what he made of it. Andy? Hi, good evening, Gordon. How are you doing? Go ahead, a bottled it there. I've no phone for a while. And when the producer phone put me through, then music came on for Beat the Pundit. Oh, you, th- you thought it was you? <laughs> I thought it was me. Fast <laughs> <laughs> uh, would have been the answer. Uh, listen, Kenny played for my team as well, but that probably counts for 50 or 70% of the population in Scotland. There may have been different <laughs> in Scotland. Uh, anyway, like, my, my point is, and I don't want to be a doomsayer here, right, but I was actually disappointed last night in particular and just the way that we've seen the game out. And I, I don't want to single people out, but it was twice within the, the 90th minute and the 92nd minute. Aaron Hickey gets fouled in the 90th minute. Jumps back onto his feet, takes a quick free kick, and then he gets the ball again in the, the, the left edge of the box. He does a first-time cross when he could go into the corner. Now, I know it's a friendly right, but I've got this whole thing. I remember, as you all do, when we used to play, and it was only a couple of years ago, you're always waiting for that Scotland moment, another way to lose. And that happened last night. And I just felt as if that momentum we had, the six wins in a row going on to seven, it could have been maybe as many as nine, nine wins in a row when we go to play Wales. I think Steve Clark probably... Um, wouldn't he have been too happy? And, and again, I'm, I'm singling out Aaron Hickey, which isn't fair. I just felt as if the way they've seen the game out, um, we probably should have tightened it up and, and go to that win because I don't think, I think it'll be a long time before we're going for seven wins in a row again. I don't, as I said, I don't have a doomsayer, but I was just a wee bit disappointed in how we've seen the game out. The other thing I was going to say, quite before you answer that point, tomorrow's non league day and uh, football across Scotland, and it was just to see if you guys could get a plug. For all the non-league teams and, and get the punters out to, to support the local team tomorrow if possible Absolutely, I like that So I'll revisit that in a second um, Andy's got high standards Thinks we could have seen it out a bit better last night Which is, okay. is valid yeah, l- l- Listen, there's always a sense of disappointment When you lose a goal deep into stoppage time And I think it was heightened last night Because of the manner of the goal that was lost Think back to the last time Poland went at Hamden I think Lewandowski scored in the 93rd minute as well For a 2-2 And that, and, and that was that was actually more disappointing Because it was a competitive game But I think the big picture And it's a big picture that Steve Clark looks at Is six wins and a draw from the last seven We've played some good opposition I think Poland are a decent team I'll be fascinated to see how they got on against Sweden On Tuesday night in their playoff final Because I do think the Poles are a good team And they will have Lewandowski back starting that game I don't think it was... Dreadful last night at all And I think Steve Clark's the type Who will accentuate the positives When he looks back on last night's game 
Yeah, listen, I, I think when you, when you lose a goal that late on and you look back at it and there's a few scenarios that probably could have been done better. I mean, we could have maybe won the first contact. We could have then covered better to stop the Piatek getting onto the, onto the flick on, you know, earlier in that way. We could have went to the corner. We can be a little bit more street smart with these types of things. But I think the overriding thing for me is it was another really, really strong performance. And yeah, it was a friendly. And yeah, we would have loved to have had seven in a row. Uh, seven wins in a row but there's been so much positive momentum over this like with the Scotland group over the last 18 months two years that I think we need to look at that and I think for the most part it is uh, there is a lot of positivity but when, when you don't win and you can see that like, I, I see what Andy's saying and there is you can pick holes mm. in any goal that you lose you know but for me I think the progress that the team's made over the last kind of couple of years and I think going to the Euros was a huge huge part of that it's a uh, I'm really looking forward to what's coming up in, in front of us and hopefully that will lead to us uh, to Qatar in November. Can we not just blame the ref, Andy? We would have seen it out if it wasn't for that decision. Uh, absolutely, of course. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm fully behind what Steve Clark's doing and I absolutely delighted the performances. But going back again, Roger mentioned on Wednesday earlier on the show that he gives us an opportunity to, no, no rest players, but I'd certainly introduce those who haven't played. Now, again, does that, does this, I, I don't think it will because it's a friendly... But Steve Clark's mind maybe changed a wee bit from going into that game with seven wins. So, so there, therefore, we got into the game Wednesday. We play at no strongest side, uh, and we come out at the other end with six games, six wins, a defeat, and a draw. So your your momentum's going. Listen, I'm not moaning about the result last night. I just felt as if yeah. uh, it would have been great for Steve Clark to keep that momentum going. Particularly, hopefully, we get the Ukraine game in, but particularly going into hopefully the Wales game as well. So, so uh, listen, I just I just felt that. Um, we could have done a wee bit better And by the way It was never a penalty <laughs> I'm glad we finished on that note We can all agree uh, Yeah I mean Roger Just because these are Friendlies And we're in the business end Of the season The very little chance Of of Stevie Clark Playing Kieran Tierney For 90 minutes again And John McGinn no. For 90 minutes again And, and so on No No absolutely not Not when it's two <laughs> friendly games We don't really have Very many friendly games now Because of the advent yeah. Of the Nations League and It's strange this time of year I think is the, is the time of year more than any other Where club managers get a wee bit twitchy About how many minutes their players Are playing for international teams Before the club run in at the end of the domestic season So I would think you would see a few changes I think the majority of the guys who didn't feature last night Will feature in Vienna And that might mean first caps for the likes of Craig Halkett For Ross Stewart For the two goalkeepers perhaps Maybe a bit more action for a Lewis Ferguson Or a Jacob Brown And I don't think there's anything the matter with that If you're ever going to get these guys playing If you're going to get them fully integrated into the squad They need to play I think this is the opportunity now And you're going to be taking on an Austria side You've already won there this season remember And they'll be on a very low ebb They've just been knocked out of the World Cup They're coming home It'll be a small crowd I think the manager has more or less been asked to take the team Before he's sacked on Wednesday um, So I, I really don't think There's too much problem with Scotland Ringing the changes Yeah, Thank you Andy It was nice to catch up Andy in Royston On the line 01419511025 Jack in, oh, I was going to mention non-league day And I've just got rid of Well I didn't get rid of Andy He's uh, He hung up to be fair But I gave him the, the goodbye Yes non-league day Roger We would encourage People to get out and watch some football tomorrow. If you're a fan of a top flight team, get out there and, and see what you can you can take in. Lovely day for it, I'm sure as well. Listen, not just non-league day, championship day, league one day with Kenny Miller, get us up to Peter Head, League Two Day, Lowland League Day, the you know, the juniors, go and see whatever, you know, the, the kids football as well. Well the Dazzlers apparently he's on the lookout for a game, Gordon DL, and we were getting bids in for him last night. I know it's that Caledonian Braves were one of them, so he might 
He might be in the Lowland uh, League tomorrow Yeah well I think he, I, I messaged from earlier on I think he was planning to do A game tomorrow He was talking about I can't remember A game something tomorrow And then something Sunday Making mentioned, a weekender Yeah he mentioned a weekender uh, Well you never know he takes, his, he takes it very seriously He's, he's a student of the game uh, As I'm sure you well know And if you fancy Going to Peterhead There is a taxi leaving Clyde Bank Heading up there After the show Kenny will give you a lift up And you can You can go and watch the game In fact the A squad Are at Tynecastle tonight Or some of them uh, the ones that are familiar with Tynecastle It looked like there It was Craig Gordon and Aaron Hickey Who yeah, else? Yes, all Lewis Ferguson, Ferguson was there yep. uh, Watching the under-21s 13 minutes gone Scotland nil Turkey nil. <laughs> it's alright it's, it's fairly In fact, yeah they're all Oh yeah, Lyndon Dykes, Billy Gilmore yep. Tell you what that's What commitment that is for Lyndon Dykes He's not even fit to play for the A-squad And not only is he in with the, the team He's out watching the under-21s as well yeah, and Steve Clunk spoken about that commitment before. I think the last time Lyndon was injured, or, no, he was suspended, wasn't he? And he still wanted yeah. to go up and he wanted to go to the away game and whatever that trip was. And, you know, I think that is the sort of almost like a club mentality that the managers managed to instill in those players. None of them ever want to miss out on anything. Yeah, I like that. Let's bring in Jack and Shettleson and get his point. Jack? Hi, guys. How are you doing? Not bad, Hi, you. Jack? Uh, not bad, not bad. Just to get your thoughts on. Uh, Lowry how, how do you think he'll get on He's done really well The last few games Played for the Angels And then Two goals the other day I think he's I think he's quite a good player I think he'll Be well for Scotland If yes. he getting minutes For the Angels This is the perfect call To sort of link The international And, and the club scene Kenny Because he's right Alex Lowry got a double In the 2-1 win Against Turkey For the Scotland 19s Again cracking goals Scored brilliant goals Against Celtic's B team Didn't he just before The international break What do you, what do you think Real Prospects talent. Real talent. Uh, again, he's 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 not that Scottish. I think, and you where he see it, he plays, yeah. the way he receives the ball, how kind of calm he is, how he moves with the ball. Uh, obviously, he's already made his debut. He's got a few appearances under his belt for Rangers first team, and again, he's he's slotted in, and again, he looks very easy on the eye. You know, he's uh, it does look slight. He's he's very young, obviously still, but he's a real talent and a prospect coming through at the at the Rangers academy. So it's uh, yeah, I'm sure Rangers have got high hopes for him. I think what fans watching and, and seeing him the way he's, he's playing for the appearance that he's had in the Rangers first team, how he kind of handles the B games and then obviously the 19s, he's, he's probably ready to, again, maybe mm. next year it might be a loan move for him if he's not going to be able to make a mark at, at Rangers and see how he gets some like first team minutes in, in real football when there's three points at stake and there's there's league there's league like, medals up for stake as well. I think he probably will need that if he's not going to break through in the Rangers first team, which I think... He's probably a few years away for that. As much as he's had a couple of fleeting appearances in the in the first team, I don't think he'll be a regular uh, starter. Definitely not. Maybe on the bench every now and again, but it might be better served to actually go out and, and get a loan deal under his belt while he's playing week in, week out. And listen, everybody at Rangers tomorrow will look to the old guys. I think it's a Legends game, isn't so it? To mark yeah. 150th anniversary. All the old hitters. One of the old hitters is going to Peter Head. He can't manage tomorrow, but... If you listen to Jack and a lot of the fans, it's not the past generation, it's the next generation. They're getting excited about Alec Lowry going and scoring for Scotland under 19s. They're getting excited about the young lad Wilson going and scoring for goals 17s, for, for the 17s yeah. a couple of games. So um, there's been chat for a number of years. You mentioned Alan Hutton earlier on in the show. There was chat, you know, Alan Hutton, Charlie Adam, and people like that were the Trailblazers when Murray Park, as it was in the day, was first built. And then there were complaints sometimes in this show from Rangers supporters that Auckland Howie, as it maybe was called at the time, or the Rangers Training Centre, as it's now called, wasn't maybe producing the players it should have done. But, but maybe it's just beginning to mm. do that again 
Nathan Patterson we spoke a lot about in the show earlier on Alec Lowry's got the mention Rory Wilson Suddenly when Scotland's youth teams are away There's a lot of Rangers players getting the mention and making an impact mm. uh, Jack, do you think the stage of the season plays a part here? Do you think, you know, with seven games to go <laughs> Big cup games Do you think it's maybe next season before we see a bit more of Alec Lowry in the first team? I would, I would really like him to go to loan It'd be fair just to learn the game uh, make mistakes and what have you I mean you know what Idox is like as soon as you make a mistake remember you were talking about Charlie Adam I mean the crowd are biting his back but if he makes a mistake at Idox it can, it can ruin him so I'd rather I'm doubting Lone and try and make mistakes and it's not as not, not yeah. pressure if you get what I mean Kenny do you ever make any mistakes at Ibrox? yeah many a mistake yeah many a mistake but normally always responded pretty well Good answer Thank you to Jack and Shettles No one four one nine five one one zero two five. I got a good full time teaser it's, so, it's sort of Kenny Miller inspired I would oh. say And you'll see what I mean next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna are here It's 0141-951-1025 to get in touch and you can tweet at Clyde SSB Now the previous caller was talking about non-league day Tomorrow and getting out and making use of the international break If you're not watching your top flight team Are you going to see someone else? Are you going to go to the championship? League 1, League 2, Lowland League, Highland League Well it's not the juniors anymore is it? West of Scotland League, whatever it is uh, Youth football, women's football We've got something, uh, another idea for you Just around the corner But let me run this question past the guys first I'll just set it up uh, and get it running David Lynn has sent it in tonight And this is why it's Kenny Miller inspired Because you were an old goal scorer Can you name the 10 oldest goal scorers In English Premier League history Now this is a tricky question But you two are Sados, Anorax, Status So I think you'll manage it The 10 oldest goal scorers In English Premier League history Any that would spring to mind? Sheringham Yes, well done Gordon Strachan Mm, apparently not According to this list But Sounds Sounds like a good shout to me But no yeah, Ferdinand No This is going well I mean they're, <laughs> they're Obviously They're not all necessarily yeah. Strikers Rick, Because it's just Richard guys Goff. No Davy Weir No You're right This is going well mm. Right let's just to Get you one more we're talking sort of fame, really, really top draw, famous golden oldies of, of the English Premier League. Jermaine Defoe. No, no, I mean like, and as good as he was, and possibly even one up from that, a bit up from that in terms of what he's won for sure. Ian Wright. No, no, again. That's gonna be a long night. Yeah. We'll if we're talking like all time successful English Premier League players who went on till their, their later stages, this guy would be, would be right up there. No. no. Andy Cole. No Right team this time Ooh. Happy man after oh, last Ryan night Giggs. Probably Yeah Ryan Giggs Terry Sheringham and Ryan Giggs We'll get the other eight Between now and Well Christmas Eve If we keep going at this rate 0141 Now I did say We're trying to find out a bit more About what other football is out there tomorrow What can you go and see If you're a fan Of a premiership team And you're not playing Due to the international break Well I'm delighted to say Kelly Clark Who's Celtic women's captain uh, joins us on the line Kelly how's it going? Yeah I'm good thanks how are you? Not bad thank you Now a very significant day tomorrow Because uh, a, a home game Against Hibs But by home I mean The real home Celtic Park In front of fans How exciting is that going to be? Oh it's amazing um, I think the other exciting thing for us Is that it's, it's on a Saturday uh, The actual day The real day for football So 
Yeah, everybody's absolutely buzzing. Uh, the stadium's looking great. We've been in this week and just can't wait to, to wake up tomorrow. The sun be shining and I'll be heading to, to paradise. Now, the team have played at Celtic Park before, but that was during lockdown, wasn't it? So no fans. This will be entirely different, won't it? Yeah, it was. It was a big game back then as well. Obviously, it was. It was against Rangers, and we were we were pushing for Champions League football. But you're right. You know, there's there's playing at Celtic Park, uh, and there's playing at Celtic Park in front of some fans. So we we can't wait to to see who turns up tomorrow and to try and put on a show for them. I know you will have you know the the focus of it just being another game and ninety minutes and, and trying to win it. Does feel like a does it feel like a big moment though for the sort of growth of of the women's team in particular and maybe the game as a whole. Yeah, I actually I was I did a, a podcast a while ago and I said one of the things, you know, was that in other countries, um, you see the, the women's teams playing at the at the men's grounds. Um you've seen it in Italy with Juventus. There's a an El Clasico, a women's El Clasico coming up at uh, this week. Oh no, it's not, it's it's the next round, it's maybe next mm-hmm. week, um, at the new camp and they've sold it out. So I've seen it in other countries, um, and for us to to be able to do it tomorrow is huge. Obviously, it was done at Petodre between Aberdeen and, and Rangers women on on Wednesday night. It was done at Easter Road between Hibs and, Hibs and Partick Thistle on Wednesday night as well. So it's great to see. It's great, great to see the clubs are, are getting involved and and giving the women the opportunity to to represent their club at, at the home of the club. Kelly, Kelly, it's Roger Hanna here. I noticed the club the, the promoting ticket sales a lot. Tony Ralston was helping you promote the ticket sales the other day. There's a real chance that tomorrow will be the highest ever attendance. For a domestic league game in the women's league, what would that mean to you and the rest of the team? I think it's it's amazing. You know, we especially during COVID last year, we we felt like we really connected with the fans. You know, and and it's just as a female for years now, we've we've been putting a lot into football. We we treat it as seriously as the guys treat it. You know, and and just to see the the developments that that keep happening. You know, the the fact that it feels like it keeps getting bigger and. And people, more and more people seem to be getting involved. You know, there's there's folk that now come and watch us when we're playing away in Aberdeen, and it's yeah, it's 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 just getting bigger and bigger. So if we could if we could break a record tomorrow, then it would be absolutely amazing. And you know, the like I say the the fans last year they really helped us. Their their support through social media last year was was immense, and it really really gave us pushes in in times where things were maybe a bit difficult. And we were tired towards the end of the season, so. It would be amazing to see them in person tomorrow and, and to, to get their support and, like I said, to hopefully put on a show for them and, and keep them coming back and bringing their pals with them. And we heard the interview after the Scotland game last night with Kieran Tierney. He was talking about it was important he scored the goal for Scotland because he'd scored an own goal before. Surely it's important for Sarah Harks to score for Celtic tomorrow after her man scored at Celtic Park against Celtic earlier in the season. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell Sarah that one tomorrow. I'll, I'll tell her and hopefully that gives her the... Any any motivation that she does need to, to go and grab a goal. Um, she scored. She actually scored against Tibbs in the league, so I'm sure she'll be going for another. <laughs> Obviously, it is the international break. That's not an accident. I'm sure there's it's the perfect opportunity, Kelly, to maybe you know capitalise on that, get extra fans along, and I, I know it might seem like a for for you guys that, that you've got the job in hand of focusing on the ninety minutes. Do you allow yourself to think about? That wee girl that comes along for the first time tomorrow and, and maybe falls in love with the game and, and it sort of grows that way. Can you allow yourself to think of that side of it? Uh, I, th- I think we can. We we know, you know, we know that we're all trying to encourage these these young girls. I, I still think, even with all the visibility that we get nowadays, I still think there's there's little girls out there that go out and maybe watch 
Celtic men play every Saturday that don't realise that this is a dream that they can live too. So first and foremost, we want three points. But if there are if there are five year old girls that come along tomorrow that see us for the first time and go away and tell their their teacher on Monday that they want to become a footballer, then we've also done our job in that role model aspect. On the pitch, then, but like we said, it's a game you want to win it, you know, and, and get the positive result. What type of challenge are you expecting? Oh, a big one. Hibs have already taken points off of us. They've been one of the top teams in the league and, uh, for for quite a few years now. Um, they've been really close in all of the games against the, the top teams in the league this year. So we know that they'll want to come and spoil our party. Uh, they had a, a bit of a party at Easter Road on Wednesday night and they managed to get up the three points. And I'm absolutely certain they're different that they can't to, to leave Celtic Park with three points tomorrow. We know that they're dangerous all over the park. So we have to be at our absolute best and, and like I say, try and Try and put on a bit of a show um, But yeah we, we, we know that it won't be easy does that, does that bring an extra pressure? I mean I know It's not like You never played in front of a crowd before But I just when you're talking about Putting on a show There is that occasion Feel to it Do you think that, that adds anything Extra pressure wise? Um, I don't know if it's pressure Or if it's more exciting for us um, I think You know in, in some of the bigger games We played in front of a a big crowd At the cup final um, At the tail end of last year And we really stepped up To the occasion And Won the cup, so I think um, to some people they might look at it and think pressure, but within the squad it, it's more excitement. You know, we we want to be playing in front of big crowds. We we want women's football to continue to grow, and if we were to crumble under pressure, then how do we how do we justify saying that we want an even bigger crowd the next time? So I I think the team are just really excited. We're excited to um, to get on the park to to be doing the warm up to see who turns up and. To play football in the sun at Paradise And, and Kelly tell us the, the manager Fran Alonso He strikes me as Quite a quite a big character what, what impact has he made On the club And what impact has he made On the team He's A big character um, He's He's so full of energy He's so passionate And it's It's contagious You know it's, He's All about football He lives Breathes Sleeps Football It's, it's football constantly To Fran And his energy, especially on these big games, you know, the the game against Rangers last year at Celtic Park, his his own energy really, really uh, brushed off onto the team, and you know, it's it's the last five minutes of the game when you're when you're feeling a bit tired and Fran's still going mental at the side of the pitch that you you kind of roll up your sleeves and think, come on, girls, he's still he's still got the energy to to jump about and shout about like a dafty, so we can we can do this for him, you know, so. Yeah, he's he's a big character, but it's it is, it's really contagious. He's um he's he's just a football man, and he would have us playing a football game at Celtic Park every day if he could. So I'm sure he'll be absolutely buzzing tomorrow. Um, and I'm sure similar to last year, his his energy will, will rub off rub off onto us if, if needed. Yeah, I've noticed him speaking very highly about Celtic Park and looking forward to enjoying. Uh, that experience Thank you very much To Kelly Clark Celtic women's captain For joining us Like we said Trying to just flag up A few options for you tomorrow If your top flight team Is not in action And that's certainly one of them We hope that occasion Goes well Goes to plan For everyone involved I think season ticket holders At Celtic can Get free tickets And there was a general sale as well So hopefully that big crowd uh, And continue To grow the women's game Particularly here In Glasgow and the West In fact Craig is in Airdrie And you're going along tomorrow Craig is that right? Yeah, I've got my, my eight-year-old daughter in the car. I'm going to take dogs abuse, Gordon, because my friends are going to hear me. I'm actually a season ticket holder at, um, at Ibrox, but <laughs> through the girls' football team, uh, they've been given discounted tickets. So there's, I think there's something like 25 of them going tomorrow. So she's in the car and she wanted to 
when she heard it on the radio there, she's like, is that where we're going tomorrow? So just hearing the, the Celtic captain talking there, obviously I think girls football, especially being a dad to a young girl who's playing, I think it's obviously massively improved, even the amount of girls teams, especially in the west of Scotland, over at Hamilton Palace, Ravens, Craig, Broadwood, the amount of girls that play every Saturday and Sunday. So I think there'll be a lot of kids there tomorrow. Um, I know there's 25 going from our, our academy and they're all super excited. I mean, what's your daughter's name, Craig? Chloe. Chloe, I hope you and your teammates enjoy it. What's the what's the the team as well, Craig? Who's she representing? Karen. Uh, she the, the it's all the, it's not through the club, but it's a got current football academy from from Airdrie. She's going with them. Brilliant. Listen, Chloe, I hope you and your teammates have a great day. You can phone us on the way back from the game, or phone us on Monday night and let us know how it goes. Thank you. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. That was Chloe and her dad, Craig. Uh, there we go. That's that's what it's all about, Roger Hanna. My daughter's like one, so maybe a bit early. She's got a Euro 2020 ball that I stole from her live shows that she puts in her mouth like a dog and sort of crawls. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's a sign of anything to come. But well, um, listen, a very promising mother will lady side. I think Craig Slater, former commander, you know, player, plays at Forfar now as head coach there. Um, he's super enthusiastic. Kelly was talking there about the enthusiasm of Fran Alonso rubbing off. And the girls, let me tell you, Craig Slater's enthusiasm for his coaching role will rub off and the mother will in the future generation. So it's never too early. I'm enthusiastic about Peter Houston's new specs. I assume they're new. I've just never seen him sporting them before. He's on the touchline tonight. Not so enthusiastic about that scoreline. It's now Scotland nil, Turkey one, Kenny Miller. And you have to say, um, the away side looked decent. They look very, very dangerous. Very good. Could be a couple Ooh, more. Actually, a penalty. No, there we are. Dive in. There you go. Referee last night should yep. have done that. Absolutely no. But Turkey looked really good. Um, I mean, they never knew much about the goal. It was well constructed, but just kind of hit off the number four and went in the back of the net. But they're pressing on. They look look really mm. dangerous. So there we go. We've had Kelly Clark on. We've had Craig on. Who's going to the game tomorrow? We had Andy, the previous caller, talking about non league day. Kenny Miller's gone up to Peter Head. Here's another one for you. Lee Miller, he must have been a teammate of yours at some point Simply because you both played for so many teams Teams and I managed them at Livingston There we are, so he says What are the chances of a shout out for the Scotland 17s tomorrow At Falkirk Stadium against Germany 12 noon, free entry My son Lennon plays for that team And not only does he play for them He scored one of the goals (laughs) of any year For the Scotland age group side It was was certainly earlier in the season I'm not quite sure But it was earlier this calendar year A, A wonderful goal yeah, so there we are. Look, Very you've got, you've got loads man. of options. You can keep sending them in to me. Tell us where we should go tomorrow uh, since the top flight's taking a rest due to the international break. Uh, right, how are you getting on with this teaser? The 10 oldest scorers in English Premier League history, Sheringham and Giggs. See, when I look at these names, it is tough. Yeah, I've got really a couple tough. down. Dean Windass. Yes, well done. Brilliant. Dion Dublin. No. Mark Hughes. Yes. I'm out, Roger. On you. Roger has never. Been the second best pundit at the full time teaser. Oh, no, before. that's not fair. No, and so far, you're I've, you're dominating this. I've seen Daz. It's normally those Tuesday nights when Daz's phone keeps lining ah, up. That's weird. That's he's, funny. It's really a coincidence. Gary Mack. No. Oh. Another Gary. Gary Speed. Yes. Lovely. Roger Hanna. He's shaming you here. Any there, current players on the list? Uh, no. No. But there is one that's a bit closer to home than those. I'll just leave that with you and we'll get the rest of the answers next. 
number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller is putting on a clinic at this full-time teaser. It has been a man-of-the-match performance. He's firing off all sorts of answers during the break. A quick reminder, a thank you first of all to David Lynn for sending the question in. And a reminder that if you want to hear your question used on the show like this, the address you need is full-time at Clyde One. So tonight it's the 10 oldest scorers in the English Premier League Teddy Sheringham, Dean Windass, Ryan Giggs, Mark Hughes and Gary Speed What did you get during the break Kenny? A couple I think Yep, Stuart Pearce Yep And? And the manager of your team Graham Graham Alexander Alexander. You also told me what his nickname was which was news to me and I liked Grizzler Yeah, we knew him as Grizzler Grizzler, I like that Okay Um, Yes, so you've got three to get and we'll get them hopefully before the end of the show We're, We've been talking about different games you can go and take in tomorrow We had Kelly Clark on from Celtic Women We had Lee Miller giving his son Lennon And the Scotland 17s a, a mention uh, We've got Wee Scooch on here Says Ibrook Stadium is the place to be for the Legends match tomorrow That's right, big names Wee who did you say? Turning up Wee Scooch Wee Scooch oh, I love that <laughs> uh, You had me worried there I thought yeah. I'd read out one of those names That's actually got a sort of you know, hidden meaning Um you would have been. You'd have got an invite to that, would you not? I if you were, supposed to if you were, right, but once I was uh, employed, employment, it was, uh, ah, yeah, killed it. priorities. Yeah. If you see Kenny Miller dashing away from Peterhead at any point, then you know where he's off to. Speaking of League One, Craig is an Airdrie fan on the line. If you're talking game of the day in Scotland tomorrow, Craig, I wonder if you against Cove Rangers at Airdrie might have a claim for that. Oh, absolutely. Um, obviously, with the international break. Um, and looking at some of the championship fixtures and that as well But I, I, I cannot see by our, our game for the, the, the biggest game in the country tomorrow Just with what's at stake But obviously that's my biased opinion But it was just to see what, how Kenny thought it would it would go tomorrow Obviously being in the dugout at Falkirk <laughs> He's seen both teams up and close mm-hmm. um, And it was just to see what he thought about the running And, and what, what he thinks of the game Kenny? Yeah, listen, huge game. Uh, massive opportunity for your team to actually go within striking distance at the top of the league to Cove. Again, they're the two best teams in the league at the moment. There's no doubt about that. I really, really like Airdrie. I like the job that Ian Murray's done. I think they've got some really, really good players, good attacking players, but and solid, you know, don't give a lot away. So, Cove, again, both teams, you know, we're talking earlier about stability and continuity. Both teams have had that over, over the last kind of three or four seasons. Uh, and the both teams again know both of the players played with both of them, I mean Murray and Paul Hartley. So it'll be uh, a really good, a really, really good game. Uh, both teams flying at the moment, absolutely flying. Mm. So again, I wouldn't like to call it either way. I think maybe Airdrie just being at home and with their attacking threats could maybe edge it. But the experience that, that Cove have got and some of the quality they've got on their team is, is very, very good Craig as well. mentions it's his bias, perhaps, Roger. I'm, I'm not sure it is. You know, it's first against second or second against first. There's five points in it. And what are we, six games to go, is it, uh, in League One? Is that right, Kenny? Yeah, that's yep. correct. Um, so I don't think Craig's been... He's been harsh on himself by no, saying it's his and, bias. And, that's and, a cracker. And I was going to ask, Craig, do you think you need to win tomorrow, yeah. Craig? You know, because... We are running out of games in, in in the league programme If you can get the win tomorrow Get to within two points It gives you a sniff of the automatic promotion doesn't it? Oh absolutely And that's that's um, what I'm obviously hoping for We've we've failed in so many playoff finals over the years um, But to have this team And to see what they're doing now I mean Cove they're 20 games unbeaten Airdrie are 14 games unbeaten They're, they're 
the two of them are absolutely flying So obviously respect to Cove Massive respect And they've been professional in everything they've done this season They've ground out wins They've only been beat three times It's it's going to be absolutely massive But we have to win A draw suits Cove more than it suits us And remember Craig, don't worry about this year's playoff final Mark Wilson's no longer at the club <laughs> That was penalties It was a lottery Craig, wasn't it? Uh, well, do you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll stick up from there Because in that playoff game against Alloa we absolutely battered them at our place, and we still, <laughs> we still never get any joy. I know. Do you know what? Like, is it? I argue my favourite hobby in the world would be probably to to take the mic out of Mark Wilson and Gordon Deal. Like, it, it just is. It's it's a real pastime of mine. So it's easy to to sort of have a pop. But see, when you look back on that season, Craig, imagine getting lumped with Livy in the league, and, and all of it. Look, look at what they've done since. Aye, exactly, and that that's been the the, the thing as an Airbrae fan as well. Um, over the years there's been us in Ross County We're on a par and they kind of pulled away There's been us in air to an extent They've went up and consolidated in the championship We're the, the longest team that's been in League One Out of all the teams that's been in it So we're, we're due a wee turn Right, don't tell them I said that though I'm not, I'm not sticking up for them any longer They were hopeless, they flopped, they lost um, I, I, I just think he was unsettled those playoffs games Because his director of football turned up to watch ah, the game rare, wasn't it? Um, no, but that is huge tomorrow, isn't it? It's, it should be a cracking yeah, big, weekend big, big game And you look across, I mean, we've already speculated about Kenny Miller And the speed which he'll definitely stay under the limit Getting to, to Peterhead tonight that's obviously massive for you for you boys, Kenny, sure. up here tomorrow. Yeah, again, we need to put back-to-back wins together for the first time since, since we've came in. You know, if we want to catch Queen's Park, which we, results went our way last week, we managed to get the win. Uh, Airdrie obviously done us a favour and beat... Uh, and beat Queen's Park. So uh yep, so we're back in we're back in touching distance as well to make the playoffs and obviously that's that's been the goal since we came in. And the, how, la- the last day of the season. Yep, Queen's correct. Park at Fernhill. <laughs> yeah, and a wonderful footballing pitch that will be. On Coyle <laughs> is the new Queen's Park manager. He won't be in the dugout then though, will he? He's taking over later. Yeah, he seems to be taking over from June the first. I believe he'll be at the game against Clyde at Fernhill tomorrow, but officially yeah. becomes manager on the first of June. So I don't think it's any secret they've been after that. An established manager A big name if you like We know that they've got Huge ambitions And bringing in You know Technical staff from Alkmaar And and places like that And Jack Ross was mentioned And others So you know that Is that the type of appointment And fitting with With what they're trying to achieve I mean he's managed In the English Premier League of course Yeah he has And it's strange though Because you know People talk about Queen's Park And ambitions And this project And the money And they're they're going to come Through the leagues Next season Say say for argument's sake Cove go up The five points clearly Say Cove go up you know, Queen's Park next season, even with Owen Coyle and the new sporting director, there's no guarantees there because Kenny will tell you, Falkirk are quite ambitious. Craig the Collar will tell you, Airdrie will have another go again. Mm-hmm. And you've got a team coming into the league called Kelty Hearts, who yeah. in the last couple of years have got themselves in a habit of winning an awful lot of football games. So the, I think next season, League One will be terrific. It's not quite. Is it this weekend they can win it? No, they need. They could. They could. But, if they win against yeah. Steny and Annan lose at home, Talbot Rovers. Rovers will be champions. Failing that, if it rumbles on, I think they can do it on their own next Friday night because they play Friday night. Said yeah. City, don't they? Um, at home, Albion Rovers beat Sterling Albion during the week, of course. So yeah, we'll we'll find out on that one. And what about the championship tomorrow? It's the fairy tale. We keep seeing it. Are both at home to Wraith, but at the same time, Kelly against Partick Thistle. They're getting an absolute battering from their fans at the moment, Partick Thistle, for recent results. And um going to try and go down there and, and put a spanner in the works for, for Kelly and boost their own promotion hopes. 
But everyone will be it's That time of the season You're checking the score From the other game And, and yeah, seeing what it means for you Gordon it's a crazy league It always has been a crazy league But I think this season You know More than ever before Kilmarnock and I both at the top Somehow There was a spell there Where both Wraith And Inverness Went 11 games without a win And yet They're still in the picture For a promotion playoff place Down at the bottom It looked at different times That Ayr were going to be okay Morton were going to be okay Hamilton were going to be okay But that win for Dunfermline That we saw on the, the TV here On Tuesday night When they beat Partick That's pulled Dunfermline Right up to, to those teams Queen of the South Who go to Hamilton tomorrow Will still have a say in it all Nothing is guaranteed In the Championship no, Nothing Yeah half time for the 21s Kenny Scotland now Turkey won the, As the half's gone on it's, it's become increasingly difficult For Peter Houston's side, isn't it? Yeah, they've been good value for the lead Turkey. Uh, three, four really good chances. Scotland rode the luck a little bit. I mean, albeit, like I say, the, the goal was a bit fortuitous, but they've probably deserved that that one they'll lead and like I say, they're good value for it. Uh, thank you, Craig. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Brilliant. Cheers, thanks. Good man, that's that was Craig and Airdrie. <clears throat> Should be an absolute cracker uh, there as well. I think that's pretty much us. Of course, Scotland... Are in Vienna as of Tuesday To take on Austria in that friendly Let's try and round off this teaser Before we go anywhere We're looking for the 10 oldest scorers In the English Premier League history You've got Terry Sheringham Dean Windass Ryan Giggs Stuart Pearce Grizzler Graham Alexander Mark Hughes And the late Gary Speed You've got three to get Now I'll give you a wee clue on one of them One of them is a former Rangers player that's not quite as good a clue as I'd hoped no. And he was good when he was old Did that do anything for you? I mean he looked old this guy uh, Colin Hendry? No uh, Two guy Two guy ah. There we go Blackburn Yep Yep Right two to get another Blackburn put with Kevin Davis? Uh, no One of these is a cracker because Of the position that he plays That's oh. giving it away isn't it? That's giving oh, it away Obviously, that says there's always a goalie. Ben Foster? No. Ben's not even that old now. I know. He's, he's still, he's still playing. No, listen, Google him. Uh, Who are we thinking? Schmeichel. Yeah. Peter oh, Schmeichel. For yeah, Villa. Man. Unbelievable, yep. isn't it? Right, last one then. Yeah, probably the trickiest of them all. I don't even know who he would have been at when he scored. I'm looking at his Wikipedia. Wimbledon, maybe. Um, He's sort of well known for his ties with Luton Town. Mick Harford. Mick Harford. There we go. Yep. I think that that took a clue, didn't it? That was gonna, yep. that was going to be a. I would never have got that. Uh, a long night, I must say. Right, we got there. And then that was a great question, David Lynn. Full time at Clyde One dot com. If you want to send your questions in, please. We would love to have them. That's us for the weekend. Would you believe? No show tomorrow. Back on Monday night with Hugh Keevans. I wonder what Hugh Keevans does when there's no Clyde One Super Scoreboard at the weekend. Oh no! In fact, I'm not opening that can of no, beans no, no, again. No, no, no. After the last time and all the speculation about it is empty, that got seriously out of hand. So I'm sure he's just off to the seaside or something. We will be back Monday. Hugh Keevans and Cammy Bell and GBX anthems up next. <laughs>